We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey there. We at BlueWire wanted to thank you for your continued support of this podcast. With over 90 podcasts across our network, we are committed to bringing you great content to fill that sport-shaped hole in your heart. To find more Blue Wire Pods, search for us on iTunes or check out BlueWirePods.com. And remember, one day sports will return and it will be glorious. Thanks for listening. On to the show. Blue Wire. All right, welcome back to Big Screen Sports, the sports movie podcast brought to you by Blue Wire, presented by BetOnline.ag. I am your host, Kyle Banduho, and we are trying something different today. It's the first episode of May. I'm going to do the long-teased listener questions episode. On two occasions I've asked for them, you guys have provided either via Twitter, Instagram, or the, the new Big Screen Sports Facebook group if you are still using Facebook. Uh, by all means, go search that group on Facebook, Big Screen Sports, join, come talk sports movies. Um, this is going to be a test run. I've wanted to do a listener questions episode for a while, but you know, just, just haven't gotten around to it, figured that now is a good a time as ever. Uh, if it is something you guys like, let me know. You know, Maybe I was thinking if this goes over well, if, if uh, you guys enjoy me just answering sports movie questions or questions about this podcast... Um, I was thinking maybe two mini-sodes a month or something like that, like shorter midweek episodes, maybe drop them on a Thursday with, you know, three, four listener questions. Um, you know, we'll see how this goes. I'm doing this intro before I record the actual listener questions episode, so in 30 minutes I could think that this whole idea is a disaster and I'm terrible at this. We'll, we'll find out. Even if this listener questions episode stinks, it's going to be a good month of content. Uh, next week we are doing The Rookie with a, a special interview included in that, uh, talking to Jim Morris, the actual The Rookie, um, along with covering the actual movie with my buddy Dylan Shivery. Uh, and then we are going to talk to Keith Law about his new book, The Inside Game, and then do a little bit of Moneyball questions. Had Keith on last year uh, to cover Trouble with the Curve, one of my least favorite movies, one of his least favorite movies. Um, he doesn't hold Moneyball in very high regard, so I'm, I'm very interested in talking you know, talking to Keith about that. And then this month's non-sports movie pick is uh, is Pitch Perfect with guest Mike Schubert. I am really looking forward to that. I saw Pitch Perfect, like right not in theaters, but probably right after it got out of theaters. And I 
I remember not thinking very highly of it. I haven't seen it since. I don't really remember what happens. I've, I've gotten some DMs about it tracks really well as a sports movie. Um, Mike has, I think, a high opinion of it, and he is always a great guest. I love recording with him, so I'm looking forward to that. I think that'll be a good non-sports movie pick for this month. If, um, if you have something you want for June, holler at me. Let me know what you guys want covered with, uh, with our you know current episode format. Last month's non-sports movie was That Thing You Do, one of my favorites. Um, so I, I don't know for June right now. I've been kicking around My Cousin Vinny, maybe Swingers. Uh, let me know what you guys want. Obviously, you can let me know on Twitter at Big underscore Screen Sport, Instagram at Big Screen Sports Pod. Um, you also guys know the drill. Subscribe, rate, review. You know Those ratings and reviews will help this podcast grow, help me keep doing it. And, uh, and keep being able to put out these episodes once a week. So if you haven't yet, head over to Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star rating, just tap it on your podcast app, and a review. So without further ado, let's get to, uh, let's get to these questions. I, I appreciate everyone who wrote in on this, uh, you know, asked me anything. Um, we're going to start off with one I got from Twitter from uh, Lucas Preston, longtime listener. Uh, his Twitter handle is at Preston17P. What Olympic moment or event would you make a movie out of? Summer or winter, but can't be covered already. Um, obviously, one of my favorite sports movies is is Miracle, based on the uh, the Winter Olympics, uh, the U.S. Miracle ice hockey team. Um, for me, this this comes down to two. There's two things that jump out. I'm not like a huge Olympics encyclopedia. Um, I, I really I I watch the big things just like everyone else, and that's about it. Um, so with that being said, I think a Dream Team movie would be cool, but I think really tough to pull off. That's a lot of dynamic personalities you'd have to cast, right? Um, a Phelps biopic would be really interesting. That's probably something that's already in the works. I'm sure someone's already thought about that. Um, another one would be the Team USA baseball at the Sydney Olympics, and it's kind of in a similar vein of Miracle where they were very much underdogs, um, Cuba was a, a power in the Summer Olympics, and they, they toppled them. MLB.com did a really good oral history of that team. Um, it had some future prominent big leaguers like Ben Sheets, Doug Mankiewicz, but it, it was kind of in the same miracle vein where it was like some journeyman-style guys or, or not you know, huge names. It, it's pretty cool. Um, you know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't consider Cuba like kind of our, our country's mortal enemy like, uh, like the Russians were. Um, you know, kind of considered in the, uh, you know, and during miracle, but it would make for an interesting movie. I mean, you know, you know, I'll take any baseball movie ever, but that's, uh, I'd be down for that one. This next one comes from at prof Carl Cornell, like professor Carl Cornell on Twitter, uh, team in any sport you'd like to see a movie made about that doesn't already have one. I'd pick the urban Meyer, 2008 to 2010-ish Gators with Tebow, Hernandez, Pouncey twins, and Riley Cooper, don't forget Cam Newton stealing laptops as well. That's a really good pick. It's hard for me to come up with anything better than that, but I, I have a couple, a couple teams that I would like to see. One is very much a homer pick, and I hinted at this in the episode I did with the guys over at Tipping Pitches on their feed, which will soon be on this feed as well, about baseball documentary. Uh, the 2002 Minnesota Twins, kind of the team that saved baseball in Minnesota, backs up against the wall, facing contraction, end up winning the AL Central, beating the Moneyball A's in the ALDS. Um, that's more of a homer pick. I don't know if anyone would go see that. I'd like to see it. Uh, some some teams with a little more widespread appeal. 
there's the 86 Mets. Uh, they, you know, that's the, the Dwight Gooden, uh, Daryl Strawberry, Keith Hernandez, Jeff Perlman's book. I think it's the, uh, the bad guys won or something like that. Uh, the, the 86 Mets would probably make kind of a great Wolf of Wall Street style baseball movie. And then I would love to see, I guess I'm picking all baseball here. I would love to see an old timey baseball team, like pre-World War II, maybe like the 1934 Cardinals, like the gas, the gas house gang, some, some, a movie about a pre-World War II team. I think seeing retro baseball is so cool on screen when it's done right. I think that's a lot of the appeal of the natural, honestly, is just that era. So, um, yeah, I'd be I'd be open to that. Just any, you know, maybe like a, a a Negro Leagues team, something like that. I would be I would be all for that one. This next question isn't so much of a a written in question. It was just uh, it was something I was talking about with my buddy J.R. Hickey, um, past guest. We covered Chariots of Fire in February, and then he was my first ever guest uh, for Remember the Titans. Um, he he's the host of Oh Yeah Oh Yeah the Entourage podcast. Good buddy of mine, and we were kind of talking about what who our dream guests would be. And so he you know he said you should do that in your episode, listener questions. Um, you know who who my dream guests are, and I kind of segmented them out of who I would who are, who are the people I would love to talk to on this podcast. Um, so the the first segment is is kind of people in Hollywood, and I, I tried to really limit this. I would love to talk to Ron Shelton, who did Bull Durham. Tin Cup and White Man Can't Jump. He's basically his first ballot sports movie Hall of Famer. Um, another director, Gavin O'Connor. Recency bias because I just covered Warrior, but I love Warrior. I love Miracle. Would love to talk to him about the the type of sports movie he makes. And then Kevin Costner. He's he's the the god of this podcast. I think it's pretty obvious that I would want to talk to him. The next segment is kind of people in media whose work I respect. Uh, first and foremost, the the Ringers crew, specifically the people who are often on the Rewatchables podcast. I love people I really admire. Um, Chris Ryan, Sean Fennessy, first and foremost. Uh, but same with with Simmons, Rosillo, Jason Concepcion, Amanda Dobbins, Julia Lippman, Shea Serrano. Just any of those people would love to talk to them. I, I love how they their takes on pop culture. Um the same thing with the the shutdown full cast gang, especially Spencer Hall. Spencer Hall is, I think, the funniest person on the planet. Would love to do a movie with him. I've I've tweeted at him plenty. I'm not sure that's happening anytime soon. Um, same thing with Bomani Jones. I I think he would be a, a riot on a, a sports movie podcast. And then I kind of segmented it into sports. I don't think I have a dream guest for a baseball movie because when I started this podcast, Keith Law would have been my dream guest, Keith Law covering Trouble with the Curve, and that happened in episode eight, which was really surreal. Um, the other only other person I could think of is J.J. Cooper from Baseball America. I had him on early in the podcast, too. I've now done some work for Baseball America. Um, so, you know, that that's... I. I'm sure there's lots of great baseball people that I could have on this podcast, but I, I'd be greedy saying that, that anyone else would be my dream guest. Um, as far as football, I've, I've already done some recent stuff on draft day. I've done two draft day episodes now, but I would love to have Todd McShay on about draft day or him or Kuiper, just someone who works in the draft. I think that would be fun. Um, golf. I'm a huge fan of the, the no laying up guys doing like a happy Gilmore or another look at 10 cup with them would be great. Again, there's someone I've tweeted out a lot. I don't think that's going to happen. They're very busy. Um, but I, you know, huge fan of their work as well. So they, they would be a lot of fun. 
uh, to, to talk golf movies with. I would also love to talk to everyone who was in Tin Cup, like everyone who made a cameo or was just featured in the movie. Um, that goes from Nance, Don Johnson, Mickelson, Gary McCord. That would, I'm just, I'm a big fan of just the whole process of that movie. There's a great oral history about it that I, that I really enjoyed. And then, um, the last one I can think of was I would love to do a basketball movie with Spike Lee and then combine that with an interview about he got game. I wouldn't want to cover he got game with him, but then I would, I would want to talk to him about it. So I think he, I I've always really enjoyed when he's come on like a Bill Simmons's podcast or something. So, um, that, that, that would be, uh, very appealing for me. Lastly, for like a wild card dream guest, um, just someone else who's in podcasting. I'm a huge fan of the guys over at crooked media. Um, if you know them, you know them. So John Favreau, Dan Pfeiffer, Tommy Vitor, I don't think John Lovett would make a great sports movie podcast guest. If you listen to those guys, you know what I'm talking about, but but they would be a good one. So that that is a, a summary of my dream guest. If you have ends with any of those people, by all means, holler at me. The next question is an interesting one from at CallMeCraigs on Twitter. Uh, if Major League Two was also rated R, would it be better revered? And I, I had to think about this one. I don't know... Because I don't know if not being if if not being rated R is the biggest problem with that movie. I think, I mean, because part of the reason that it's I think it's even revered at all is it kind of holds up when you watch it on TV. Unlike Major League, Major League you have to cut a lot out. Major League Two you actually get to watch it on TV. I don't so I don't know if it's as much rated R. Although I I do kind of miss those aspects of Major League. Major League Two is definitely a, a sensitized version that that they wanted to be able to market to more people instead of just a an R-rated comedy for baseball fans. Um the I think the biggest problem with Major League 2 for me it's like it's the age thing and it's the fact that they ran the exact same story back. Um it just it it's just not creative and the the cool thing about Major League is that it's this underdog story but it's also creative and the jokes were new and funny, and a lot of the stuff in Major League Two is recycled. So I don't know. I think having it rated R would help. I think it would be it would have been a better film, but I don't think I don't know if that was the biggest problem with Major League Two, if that makes any sense. Next up, we're gonna do some questions, kind of a four rapid fire ones, because uh, they're all from the same person at a fig twenty six on Twitter. Um, I, I get a lot of good questions from him, and he always comes up with a lot of good stuff in the Facebook group. I'm very appreciative of that. Uh, first and foremost, why do you think Rookie of the Year is more popular than Little Big League? The latter is clearly more realistic and has a better story. And I honestly cannot tell you because I held fondness for like Rookie of the Year before I rewatched it as an adult. I remember it being significantly more popular. I don't, I honestly, I think it might come down to rookie of the year is the involves the Cubs and has Gary Busey in it, who is famous, was famous, is weird. And the little big league involves the twins, which are just a less popular franchise. I, that would be my best guess. Honestly, I think little big league is absolutely the better film. Um, second question from a fig 26. If you had one batter at the plate to hit a game winner, who do you want? Serrano, Crash, Lou Collins, or Roy Hobbs? I think the I think the question is pretty easy here. It's it's Roy Hobbs. Roy Hobbs is the the best hitter of the three or of the four. 
Um, Crash, like I love Crash, but Crash is a is a four A player. He got twenty one days in the bigs, and that's it. Um, Blue Collins had his chance, got robbed at the wall by Griffey. Um, it's between Serrano and Hobbs. Serrano has eighty grade power, hits a big home run in the last game of major league. But Roy Hobbs is, you know, at his peak when he's not like bleeding out of his stomach or his old gunshot wound. Roy Hobbs is the best hitter of the three. He's clutch. I mean, he hit the cover off a of baseball and shattered the lights in a in a stadium. He's got the power. He's got the pedigree. I am taking Roy Hobbs. Um, his third question: Why no episode yet on Everybody Wants Some? That is just a uh, a scheduling thing. Um, how I pick episodes a lot of times it's a mix sometimes I'll reach out to specific people about specific movies Um, like with the rookie next week I reached out to uh, former guest Dylan Shivery because he was actually an extra in the movie he's a baseball guy you know it makes sense a lot of the times I will just um, you know I'll message someone who I whose work I like and you know ask hey would you be interested in coming on the pod what are some of your favorite movies and we we kind of come into that. I try to make sure that every movie is going to have, you know, as perfect a guess as I can get for it. Um, and I love everybody wants some. And so I want that movie to be treated in the right way. Uh, like a, a dream guest for that one. I don't know how I for, left this out of my, my dream guest, but would be either director Richard Linklater or star Glenn Powell. Um, I'm a huge Glenn Powell guy. Love set it up. Um, love him and everybody wants some. Uh, I can't wait to cover this movie. I think there's been criminally few movies made about college baseball, and Everybody Wants Some is head and shoulders above the rest. It is so good. I wish more people would see it. I can't wait to cover it. I would like to do that sooner rather than later. It's just all about finding the right guest. And his final question, it might be my favorite of these four, who is the greatest golf villain? Uh, Judge Smales, Sims, or Shooter? He says, Smales is a downright jerk. Sims is a successful and smug jerk with a bombshell girlfriend. Shooter tried to hire a hitman. So I, I think you can look at this in two ways. For me, it's between Sims, David Sims from Tin Cup, and Shooter McGavin from Happy Gilmore. Sims, like, he, that dude sucks. Um, he is a, a massive jerk. He's a, a scumbag. We see him refuse an autograph to a child, which is a, like, grade A scumbag move. But Shooter is mentally unbalanced. Um, Shooter, he he hires one the heckler, and then he hires the heckler to run down Happy Gilmore. He literally does a murder for hire. I mean, Shooter McGavin should be cellmates with Joe Exotic. I think that makes Shooter worse. Um, David Sims, I'm not sure he's above hiring a hitman, but I think that definitely that Shooter is the the absolute worst of the three in terms of just worst human. Like, And, and I think you can sum that up by Shooter should be in prison, the other two should not. So I, I think that's where it ranks. Big Screen Sports is sponsored by BetOnline.ag. With currently no NBA, NHL, or MLB, you might think there's nothing to bet on. Well, you'd be wrong. Our exclusive partner, BetOnline, sells hundreds of events, games, and props to wager on. From their online casino to poker and blackjack, they're bringing Vegas to you. You miss an NFL? No problem. BetOnline has live daily Madden NFL 20 simulations you can bet on. You can still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices, and even the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. It's all open 24 hours a day, and it's all online. Use promo code BLUEWIRE to join today and receive your new welcome bonus. BetOnline, your online wagering solution. 
Big Screen Sports is also brought to you by Blue Chew. Guys, looking to last longer and go a few extra rounds, get to bluechew.com. From this ad copy, I'm assuming they're going to help you with, uh, with your boner problems. Bluechew.com has the first ever chewable that brings your performance in the bedroom to another level. They've got the same active ingredients that are in Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. Since they're chewable, they work faster. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on full stomach. If you're taking them during the day, by all means, congrats on the sex, guy. Uh, plus, you don't need to go to the doctor's office or spend time waiting in the pharmacy line. Blue Chew's online physician is free of cost, and once approved, your order ships straight to your door in discreet packaging. Here's a great deal for my listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first order free when you use promo code BLUEWIRE. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's BlueChew.com, promo code BLUEWIRE. Now back to the podcast. This next one comes from a longtime listener of the pod. Uh, it goes by Nigel on Twitter at 28 underscore 8 KBPS tweets. Which sport deserves its own movie? Darts, monster truck racing slash freestyle, cornhole, or world's strongest man competition? Uh, the this answer's quick. All of them. The more sports movies, the better. If I were to pick one that I would want to see, like, maybe like a dodgeball-style movie about, um, I would say... Let's go cornhole. Let's go go bags. It's it's very popular in the South. Uh, it's, it's on ESPN now. I think that I think that'd be a win. Um, next up is from uh, at heels on the field. That's Jessica Jessica Caroli. Uh, she is a, a covers minor league baseball. Has her own um, website. She asks, "Is Twister a sports movie?" I say yes. Um, I am just going to have to take Jessica's word on that. I it's been a long time since I've seen Twister. I would have to give it the, I guess the old college try again. I don't know. I'd have to, I would have to watch it again. I don't know if Twister is a sports movie. Is is I mean I I have some friends who would definitely say that that storm chasing is a sport. So you know maybe we'll cover it on the quote unquote not sports movie of the of the month down the road. But I mean I like Twister. Twister's fun. Um, at Darren J Burke. I think B R Y K. Did Looney Tunes actually convince Michael Jordan to make his first NBA comeback? It it, it might have been. I mean, once you you know once you play the Monstars and and duke it out with them, you kind of want to I I guess see what you're made of in the NBA now. I mean, it, it probably more of a sense of man, minor league baseball sucks, and I just beat the baddest team on the planet it was basically nba stars on on peds so yeah i mean i i so i wouldn't say the looney tunes convinced him to to make the first nba comeback but just the experience was probably what talked him into hey you know what i still got it why am i bothering with looking good when i strike out in double a versus winning some more nba championships so i i think that is something that we can we can take with the Looney Tunes and, and thank them for, for giving us another three years of Michael Jordan. And in a sense, the Looney Tunes gave us the last dance, which we're all very thankful for right now. Okay, this next one is also from Twitter, at HiggyBaby11. Does Jake Taylor stay a bench coach with the Indians after Lou gets back, assuming, assuming he does? I think that means assuming that Lou actually comes back. Or does he go manage another team the next season? I love questions like this. I love complete sports movie hypotheticals really diving in deep as though it is it is the real world I'm, I'm a huge fan of this um first and foremost I guess assuming Lou Brown comes back comes back says he wants to manage the Indians um I feel like 
so I think the kicker in this is that Jake Taylor, you see in Major League Two, he's still living in Cleveland um, with with Rene Russo's character. It appears to be they're still in that same apartment that Rene Russo had. She's put up with a ton of shit from him. I'm not sure she wants to pick up and move, honestly. I think he, I think Jake Taylor could use another season in the bench coach and another season in Cleveland before, you know, before moving on. He might entertain some offers, but I don't know. I like to think that the gang stays together for, for longer than that, for longer than two years. Cause that would basically mean, I mean, it was like five years in real life, but it was only two seasons. That would basically mean that, that Jake Taylor does one season with the Indians as a player, one as a bench coach and interim manager, and then he's gone. So I don't know. I think, um, I think Jake probably likes it in Cleveland. They gave him a second chance, you know, pulling him up from the Mexican league. Uh, he's got some buddies there. He's, you know, he's still, uh, I feel like he's still very loyal to Lou Brown, so I would like to see. I, I I would have liked to have seen Jake Taylor stay, uh, stay in stay in Cleveland. Okay, these next two I uh, grouped together. One is from Instagram. One is from Twitter. Uh, they are both very similar because they are MFKs. Uh, marry, fuck or kill. Um, the first one was from at Danny Weiser on Instagram. Um, MFK Costner in draft day. Costner in field of dreams. Costner in for love of the game. Now this could be taken two ways. Uh, or am I talking about just Kevin Costner's general level of hotness? Because that one for me is pretty easy. It is uh, K, kill him in draft day because he's old. Um, I guess F him in for love of the game because he's pretty good looking. And then uh, Costner in Field of Dreams is just like, one, he is he is hot dad goals, and he's also like husband goals, I guess. So um, if, I, if I was swinging for that team, it would be Mary Costner in, uh, in Field of Dreams. As far as the performances, it is still a uh, kill Costner in draft day. But in terms of the Costner and field of dreams, Costner for love of the game is, is really tight for me. Um, he's, he's shouldering a lot of the load in both movies. Um, but I think I'm giving the edge. I think I would marry Costner and field of dreams again, F him in for love of the game because it is uh Field of Dreams, I, I think it I think it just comes down to it's the better movie. Costner is just very like earnest and um and just very emotional. Like he hits all the right notes in the movie, surrounded by a really good cast. I um yeah, I, I think I'm going with that. The next uh MFK is from from T Man at Trevor Hughes or at underscore Trevor Hughes underscore on Twitter. Uh, old, old buddy T-Man, MFK, Major League 3, Like Mike 2, The Sandlot 2. This, this is tough. Um, all three of these movies stink. The, the easy answer right away is marry Major League 3, because of the three, Major League 3 has notable names. Um, it has Walton Goggins, who is an all-timer. All-timers in The Righteous Gemstones. He's in... Uh, Django, he's in Hateful Eight, just huge, huge fan. Um, the other two, you could honestly take them or leave them. I want to kill The Sandlot too, just because that movie should have never happened. Um, so I guess that means I'm effing like Mike too, which is weird, but um, Major League 3 is the most redeemable of these three, but they all need to be taken out back and shot, if we're being honest. 
Okay, I, I've got two that I got from a lot of people, and I'm, I'm going to do those before I finish up with the um, the questions I got from Instagram. One is, what are my favorite podcasts? I got a few people sent me that. I've been fortunate to have some guests who uh, who are do my favorite podcasts, like uh, JR's Oh Yeah, Oh Yeah, the Entourage podcast. I listen to that every week. Um, we're having Dylan Shivery from Wash Media on in a few weeks uh, to do the rookie, or next week to do the rookie. And I listen to all, I love the Wash Media guys stuff, Circling Back, Mail In, Sunday Scaries. I listen to all that. Um, the Ringer stuff I referenced earlier, um, obviously Big Picture, Rewatchables. Um, I still listen to, to Simmons and Ryan Rosillo. Um, I listen, I've, I've really started enjoying Chris Long's pod. Um, I had really only listened to him a lot on, on Ryan Rosillo, but I, I really enjoy his, his solo pod as well. Um, this is like podcast cliche, but I like true crime stuff. I just listened to the, the dating game killer, which I think was a wondery podcast. Um, really enjoyed that. Uh, the Keith Law show. Yeah, that's new. Um, obviously baseball America podcast. I listen to that every single week. Um, trying to think I, I should have, I should have probably written these down or I should open my podcast app, but, um, you guys can get, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, you know, a lot of stuff that the ringer puts out like, uh, you know, binge mode when they were doing game of Thrones, I listen to the recapables, which is their Westworld podcast. Um, but if anyone has any, any good things I didn't list or I'm missing, um, let me know. Obviously also, uh, the no laying up. I, I list, love, love their stuff. Um, but the other question that I got from a few people was about a guest host or a, uh, like a co-host. If I would take, if I, if I've ever thought about doing a, you know, bringing a co-host on and just instead of having guests, just having one, um, the answer is yes. That's just not as easy as you think. Like I would, I would really like that, honestly. Um, I, cause I love when I have like a recurring guest on, I've had JR on a few times, I've had Mike Kimmerlengo on a few times. I'm getting to record with Mike Schubert again soon. Um, but like a big hang up in that is schedule. I mean, I work full time. I've got a flexible job, but it's, you know, finding a time for one person like me and another person to, to do that every single week. Um, you know, and finding someone who's like as weird about sports movies as I am. That's an, that's another thing. Um, you know, and just, and just finding someone who's willing to take on a, a project like this that admittedly doesn't, it's a lot of work for, you know, not a lot of financial reward. I love doing it, but obviously it is just a hobby at this point. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've definitely looked at it. Um, and it, it actually kind of bleeds into this next question. I got it from Instagram at, from at D B R Y K. Uh, how would you go about reviewing, critiquing a sports themed TV show? That's something I can't fully answer because it's something I'm working on how to go about that because I really want to do, and if this is something that you guys as listeners would be interested in, please let me know and let let me know if you'd be dialed in for this to shift the podcast for a month or two at one point to a sports themed TV show like a Friday Night Lights or Brockmire or Pitch or playmakers, if we can, you know, chalk like track down where to where to rewatch playmakers. Um, I've thought about, and I, I've kicked around the idea of doing, um, trying trying to work together our, our movie format into a TV format, and like what things would would translate well, and you know how how to best recap TV shows. But part of that would be maybe trying to have on the same co-host for every episode, so there's some continuity there. Uh, 
I don't know. It's a, it's a long-term project. It's something I definitely want to do. Um, I would obviously want to keep the all the talk about most and least authentic sports-centric parts. Like that's for sure. But I don't know what you know how how else the rest of the episodes would translate. But if y'all have a show and would be interested in that format and the podcast maybe shifting for you know a few um, a month or two or something like that, by all means, uh, definitely let me know. Couple more questions, then we're gonna wrap this thing. Um, this comes from at Frost Things First, Frost underscore Things underscore First on Instagram. Is there a movie you've gone back to and reevaluated from bad to good or good to bad? Um, two things come to mind for one big thing I mentioned earlier: Rookie of the Year. I was shocked at how bad I found Rookie of the Year rewatching it as an adult. I had fond memories from childhood; those didn't hold up. Um, I also was shocked how bad Necessary Roughness was. I remembered that one a little bit better, too. Um, I had only seen that one once, though. I saw Rookie of the Year a ton as a kid. Um, two that I remembered not being as good, like Bloodsport. I had seen Bloodsport on cable or something a long time ago, and I didn't really give it another shot until I covered it for the pod, and I was pleasantly surprised about how much I loved it. Um, and then love and basketball. I covered love and basketball almost a year ago now, uh, back when I think when the podcast was called trouble with the script, um, with, uh, Robert Latow from black sports online. And I was really pleasant. Like it was, I was, it was really enjoyable. I really liked love and basketball. I wasn't sure I had even seen it all the way through before. And I, I actually found it pretty enjoyable. Final question. Uh, this is from at Cat Galanti, C A T G A L A N T I. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know I suck pronouncing just about anything. Um, this is a tough question. It's a fun one to end on. Worst baseball movie, not counting Trouble with the Curve, which is incredibly difficult, as we all know, as we should all be able to unanimously agree Trouble with the Curve is the worst baseball movie of all time. I have three nominees for, for what is, I guess, the second worst. And first and foremost, there's some, like, I'm not counting Ed or Airbud because, like, baseball, when you bring the animals in it, it's, that's not, that stuff isn't for me anyways. Like, they're not, they're not trying to make a good movie. Um, same with, like, Sandlot 2 and Major League 2, those kind of straight-to-DVD things, um, or Major League 3 and Sandlot 2, you know, Major League 3 maybe, but, like, it's more watchable than the two that I'm, I'm going to talk about because the two that I'm going to talk about or the three that I'm going to talk about were bigger releases and we're trying to do more. Um, one is rookie of the year. I, I think rookie of the year is really bad. I really don't think I'm ever going to watch it again, honestly. Um, and then the scout, which I love Albert Brooks. I really like his work, but the whole premise, the, the 27 strikeout two home run game seven, like you, you just lost me. It's not a very good movie in the first place, but that whole thing about a superhuman player, I you, you lose me there. And then the fan, the Robert De Niro, Wesley Snipes, uh, you know, um, it, it should have worked. Benicio Del Toro, he's in that too. It should have worked. It just didn't. It's like kind of rewatchable in like a, a, a weird bad watch way, but it just it just didn't, it didn't turn out good. It's more like, the fan is makes me very uncomfortable and not in like a good, there are movies that do that in a really good way. Like, um, basketball diaries makes me really uncomfortable when I watch it or, uh, something like a queen from for a dream, but it's just not, it, it didn't land. 
It's not the same thing, but that is, that's a good question. There've been a lot of very good baseball movies. There's also been a lot of very bad baseball movies. Um, that's a wrap on this episode. Thank you to everyone who sent me a question. I sent out the tweet and the Instagram post. Not sure if we even have enough to cover a five minute episode. So, um, you know, the fact that the fact that this has gone like 30 plus minutes is it, it's kind of a, you know, I, I talk a lot, but it's also a, uh, it's, it's because you all sent some really good questions. I really enjoyed this. If you really enjoyed this, if this is something that you as a listener, like, let me know, uh, you can do that via the, you know, the Apple podcast reviews, which is the best way for me personally to know, but also, you know, tweet at me, let me know if you like this episode, shoot me a DM on Twitter. Uh, my personal Twitter is at Kyle Banduho podcast, Twitter at big underscore screen sport. Um, big screen sports pod on Instagram. Let me know what you guys thought. And if this is something that maybe twice a month doing a shorter mini sode on like a Thursday, like three, four questions or um, anything like that. Let me know what you think about the format. Uh, next week is going to be a two episode um, week. We have an interview. I, I talked to the actual rookie, Jim Morris, the real life Jim Morris, the subject of the film, the rookie. And then I'm going to be actually, uh, I'm going to drop that on Monday and then going to drop the actual or actual episode on the film with Dylan Shivery uh, covering the rookie, probably going to drop that on a Wednesday or a Thursday. And uh, yeah, if so, if you enjoyed this episode, please remember subscribe, you know, like I said, rate review, let me know what you thought. And we'll catch you next Monday with our talk with uh, Jim, the rookie Morris. Thanks. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.